Hello everyone and welcome to the Watermark Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Now let's dive in. Everybody stand this morning. Next week we're going to start a series called When Life Gives You Lemons. You've all heard that phrase, when life gives you lemons, you do what? Make a lemonade. And so listen, we all make mistakes, we all face problems. So what happens? And listen, it sometimes just feels like a Monday. Last year, some of you felt like a Monday every day. But I'm telling you, that's what my wife, so my, everybody give my wife a hand clap for coming up. That was awesome. That's where, um, that's where, like she was saying, I think it's new life. You know, one of the phrases over the past year, people saying, well, it's going to be a new normal, or what's that normal going to be? And I'm like, whatever, it's this new life, because God's mercies are new every morning. And so no matter what may happen, Listen, hopefully your normal today is different than your normal yesterday, amen? Hopefully you're growing in your spiritual faith. I, listen, I didn't really have this part planned. I know I have you guys, I share a little bit, but I really feel like it's important. This goes along with my message, but this has been on my heart the last few days, and I feel like the Holy Spirit just said, I just want you to share this. As we go in this new sermon series, after this year, like my wife says, we need the Lord to restore us. There's a certain word that we've been talking about all year. You've heard it in news. You've heard it called pivoting. Um, businesses had a pivot. Um, you had a pivot during Christmas this year because of COVID. You've had a, maybe today you've had a pivot a little bit. Maybe your relationship with your family or all of us who have, who have kids in school, we've had a pivot. Maybe you're going to go to college and you had a pivot direction. And I think this is totally fine to always learn how to pivot. What I get worried about as a pastor, but as a believer, is that some of you might be pivoting in the wrong direction. I don't want us to pivot out of our walk with the Lord. I want us to lean into our life of Christ. There is a great author and communicator, and he writes a lot of books. His name is Bob Goff, and uh, he um, shares a story about he tried, he, he's a sailor, and he was sailing from California to Hawaii, just learning how to sail. And uh, he took his compass out, and he was doing this. I just want to read this. It said this. It says, he navigated, and he got off course because he, was, he didn't realize that there's a difference between true north and magnetic north. I had no clue that I was t- what I was talking about. I, sh- I showed a person my compass, and he started laughing. He says, the reason that you're not going in the right direction is, is because of this. You, you are not going true north. You're going with the magnet, but not with the north pole. This is based upon that. It's not based, hear me out, on a fixed position. He goes, and so you're trying to hit a moving target but you're not right in the right direction. That magnetic north is not a fixed position. And so evidently the difference is greater than just traveling long distances. It's traveling. So listen, going one degree off between here and the parking lot is no big deal, but going one degree off from California, Hawaii, brings you thousands of miles off. And what I'm saying to us is, listen, The Resurrection Sunday hopefully brings us back to what true north is. Amen? 
It brings us back to say, listen, we might be a few degrees off. Some of you are like saying, I don't feel connected. I feel isolated. I feel this whole year. We all feel that way. But it takes work for us to come back together, to have relationships. The, the, what the de- enemy wants to do is to separate. If you want to put out a fire, you, you put the logs separate from each other. If, if an animal wants to take out another animal, you separate from the herd. No matter how we look at it, the devil wants to separate us and not bring us together where God says there's power in unity. And I believe what's amazing is we need to go back to true north, which is, in Psalms talks about, Lord, bring me back to the joy of my first salvation. When my cup overflowed, when I couldn't stop inviting people into your presence, when I couldn't get enough of you, bring me back to the point where I needed you, not where I just plugged you in. Bring me back to that point. Bring me back to that point where it's not just about me and my comfort, but my serving and my loving and more about you. Amen? I believe this is where we need to be at. So I believe let's pivot in the right direction. On Wednesday night, I'm starting, um, there's Bibles, men's and women's Bible studies starting this week. And on Wednesday, so get involved with those. Listen, that's a great pivot. It's a great time to be connected and this Wednesday night, if anybody's free, I'm doing every Wednesday night, I'm going to be in here. If there's four of us, that's great. If there's 20 of us, that's great. I'm just going to do a prayer time and pray over every seat. They are allowing us to come in and pray in the school every Wednesday night. How awesome is that? And so I'm just, here's my goal. We're going to do corporate prayer for part of it. We're going to pray over every seat and pray over the school. And then I'm going to pray for every single person that comes on Wednesday night from 630 to 8. But let's, let's do this. Let's pray this morning. Let's pray for God to reveal to us and to show us his power in new ways. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the cross on Good Friday that you saved a wretch like me. Lord, that your love knows no bounds. Lord, that you took a beating on the cross that you gave of your life, that you were the ultimate sacrifice. So, Lord, I didn't have to be. Lord, we thank you, Lord, not just for dying, but we celebrate today the resurrection. We celebrate what you're doing. We celebrate that you continue to work and heal and do miracles in our lives. And we thank you for what you're doing today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, before you sit down, turn to somebody and say, I can't wait to gather eggs today for my kids and grab a seat. That'd be awesome. It's, um, I love it. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year. We're doing a series called Move, and uh, we're about chess. This is our fifth week of doing it, and I wanted to end on Easter for a story. Um, the sermon, the, the verse we've been using this whole series is 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven. I love this. This is, but thanks be to God who gives us the what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just remind you, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only son on the cross 
So he gave his son, and then this verse says he gave us also the victory through Jesus Christ, his son. I'm going to read a story. I heard this many years ago, and here's how it goes. This is in an art gallery in London, hangs a painting of a chess game entitled Checkmate. The chess players are, are on one side of the board is the devil that represents the red lights. The devil's full of laughter. His hand is posed, ready to make his next move. On the other side of the chessboard sits a young man. As he stares at the board, as he's concerned on his face, that he thinks his time is done, that he lost the game. This painting is the showing the, as you might thought, the power of Satan or the devil of our lives as this young person feels the grips and the pain of feeling defeated. One day, a chess champion from another country visited this gallery and saw this painting. The painting naturally caught his attention, causing him to examine it for a very long time. Knowing how to play chess and being a champion, he knew all the right moves. While others have moved on throughout the gallery, this chess champion remain fixated on the game and the devil and the boy sitting next to each sitting across from each other. His thought kept on going about to make the next move and what's going to happen. He almost felt like he could see into the soul of the young man how the devil wanted to steal his soul. Hours have passed, and the champion continued to study the board from every possible angle. The sweat on the young man's face begged him to continue to look at. And then finally, as the gallery was about to close for the night, people in every part of the enormous building heard the loud scream of the chess champion as he yelled, Yes, 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 I've got it. You don't have to lose. There's still another way to win. As the master chess champion observed the painting, he felt this amazing feeling. He goes, as he started looking at it, he called out to the curator of the gallery, told him to take the painting down. And when he, he did it, the work he demonstrated, he, he grabbed some pieces of his own chess pieces around the corner, and he started laying it out. He set up the board exactly as the artist had arranged it, and he showed and he demonstrated there is not something wrong with this painting. The painting is revealing that there's still a final move, and it's not the enemy's move. And it said that one more piece is left, one more, and he says that is why it's entitled Checkmate, because that implies that the young man has no more moves, but it's not that at all. It just says the devil has no more moves that will beat the young man anymore. And it says this, what this chess champion has done was discover another move that the man couldn't take. He found that a way not only for the young man to escape the final move, but to deliver checkmate to the enemy just a few moves away. The game is not over yet. There are still moves to be played. And listen, the enemy doesn't have the victory. 
This isn't the same scripture that the devil doesn't have the last sting. Maybe you feel you are in that position today like this young man who sits there and looks at the board and feels defeated. And you feel like as, as the enemy looks at you and says, I got you beat. I, you got to surrender to this. You can't control your addiction. You can't control this relationship. You, can't, you feel like you're overwhelmed. You feel like you're making mistakes. You, you hear the accusations. You hear the lies. You feel that defeat in your own life. And all of a sudden, I remind you today, because the power of the cross and resurrection, that you're not defeated. It's amazing to think, I want you to remember this, that you have a champion by your side, that you have a person. If you are praying about it, then God is working on it. God is making things happen for you even when you don't see it, even when you can't feel it, even if you, it's not evident. God is working through and on your prayers, and God is waiting and working and moving even when we don't know it. And if you don't realize this, listen, every time in Scripture, the enemy, the devil makes a move, the God makes a counter move and rises above it. When, the, when, God, when the Israelites were put in slavery and they were stuck there as slaves for hundreds of years, God sent a man named Moses to free him to bring him to the promised land. When there was a whole nation and earth going downhill and, and crumbling and Satan was having his way, God called a man named Noah, who was a grandpa, to build the biggest boat in the world to raise the tide above it, to raise the standard above a living. And then all of a sudden you get to people like Jezebel, who was trying to rule a country, trying, trying to destroy a kingdom, and then God calls a person named Elijah to, to draw attention to the enemy plans to say, listen, your big daddy has this. And then all of a sudden, you start looking through scripture about a young woman named Esther, who a nation was falling down. The king was being seduced. And all of a sudden, you get, get this young woman who is called to pray, called to fast. And she says, God, if I die, I die. But she helped raise a standard in that country to keep them away from destruction. And on and on it goes. Through the Old Testament, you got Daniel, who's living in this time, who was put in a position, who was then thrown in the fire and then thrown into the lion's den, and then God shut the lion's mouth, and God made it so he can just praise the Lord in the fire, and God restarted to restore a nation. And then all of a sudden you get to the end, the old, the end of the Old Testament talking about there's going to be a future Savior coming. And then there is like hundreds of years of silence between the Old and the New Testament. And then you get to the New Testament and it's all these names of genealogies. So-and-so had this child. So-and-so had this child. So-and-so. And it goes through all these names in chapter one until you get down to and then Mary had Jesus of Nazareth. And then it's like checkmate. And then there's freedom. And I'm going to tell you this. My biggest point, I want you all to put yourself in this boy's position. Maybe you feel 
like you're staring at, maybe this chess piece is not just a chessboard. Maybe this represents your relationships. Maybe this represents the anger you feel, the resentment you feel, the bondage that you're in. Maybe this is the insecurities or the debt you carry or the pain that you carry, and you feel the weight of this. But can I tell you this? When you are in Christ, you are not fighting for victory. You are fighting from a place of victory. You're not fighting just for victory. Jesus is the one who fought for your victory. Now you are fighting from a place of victory. You can go grab a seat if you want to. Thanks, Raymond. I think what's happening here is this, is that so many of us feel defeated. So many of us feel, even though you may know some scripture, even though you may know that, that of Resurrection Sunday, we just don't live in the power. You've been given victory through Jesus. And I'm telling you, it's not finished. There still moves. Too many people are feeling defeated. Too many people are feeling they don't live in victory. They live in defeat. And I want you to know the devil does not have the last move. God always has a final move. You are not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. Isaiah says this, 53.5 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we, all of us, are healed. Amen? Think about that. We are all healed. That we all live and we're all given from the victory. Number two is this. When you are in Christ... You live in victory, hear me out, and not in sin. Now listen, we are sinful beings, and we sin, and we make mistakes. Um, But we are not called to live in this shame. We are called to live, or in spiritual debt, we are called to live free, to be forgiven, to to be restored. Listen, I love this, this quote from Ricardo Sanchez. It says, the devil knows your name but calls you your sin. God knows your sin but calls you by name. That God is calling you out. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, in Christ, you are a new creation. The new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Anybody ever been to a restaurant and you order a meal and then the waitress or the waiter comes and says, hey, you're about ready to put your credit card or cash down and someone says, hey, your bill has been paid. And you're like, are you kidding me? Who is it? I should have ordered more food. (laughs) That's what you're thinking, right? Or is that just me who thinks that way? I'm like, dude, if this is a free meal, this is awesome. And so I love it that, you know, when a blessing comes like that, it's interesting, one of my favorite verses in scripture is pretty simple. It says in John 19, 30, it says this, Jesus, and it just says, it is finished. It is finished. Just think about that. The power of the cross. Today we celebrate the power of the resurrection, but the phrase, it is finished, 
is not saying that my task is over even though that moment was over. It's not saying my life is over. In Greek, there is actually a cool word for this. And um, it is, the finish is called tetelestai. So everybody in the count of three, I want you to say this out with me. It's, it, one, two, three. Tetelestai. This is a really cool word because it goes back into history of knowing the roots because it's a term they used in the market when you bought something during Jesus' time. It's almost like a stamp on your receipt that said that the debt has been paid. That it's like, it's like taking your final mortgage on your house. And can you imagine having a final mortgage on your house? That'd be awesome. It's like burning it and saying the debt is done. Um, it's, 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 it's that stamp saying you no longer owe for this. When Jesus, when the cross came and he says it is finished, it is literally saying the debt has been paid. That, that it's paid in full. That there's no extra. I think it's amazing because I was at Cup Foods this morning. I got, you better go to Cup Foods. They have the longest receipts in the entire world. And I got this receipt. I bought something. I just didn't ask for a receipt, just so you know. And I got this receipt, and this morning I just wrote on there, to Telestai. And I wonder how many times, listen, I, you need to hear me out because this is the power of the cross, and this is the power of the resurrection. Because I believe that the enemy comes at you like a cup food's receipt. <laughs> And it just prints off forever. <laughs> and then they give you extra ones. And don't get an activation card because that's going to go for like 10 hours. And they just, listen, it just prints off. This was the devil's accusations to you would be like, you did this wrong. You made this mistake. You did this. And all of a sudden, oh, I forgot about this one. I forgot about this one. You know, the enemy, it says in Scripture that the devil roars around like a lion, casting lies and he's the accusations of us. It's amazing. You know what the cross does? You know what the resurrection does? It looks at your sin. It looks at your receipts. It looks at all and says, you owe this. You need to do this. You made this mistake. And Jesus takes it and comes over. And I'm telling you, what's cool about it, it says, the debt's been paid. And I love that because when Jesus made that comment and it says it is finished, that to tell us that moment, it wasn't just for him, it was for us. It's for all of us. I love in scripture how it talks about that God's arm is not too short that it cannot save. That there's nobody too far away for God to bring healing and restore of heart to. I get the worship band up here. It's amazing how for us, 
that Jesus paid a debt we couldn't pay. That Jesus took our sins we couldn't fix. And not only that, because of the resurrection, not only does he take away our debt, but he gives us the power to live anew. Jesus says, and says in scripture, I, I not just come to give you life, your life back. I come to give you abundant life. He's come to restore your relationship with your kids. He's come to restore your marriage. He's come to restore the dirtiness of our hearts. He's come to restore. And I'm telling you, put yourself in this picture when you are sitting here like this young man and you feel that the devil's over here saying accusations in your head, in your heart, saying things like you're not good enough, that you will never amount to anything, that you know you're not loved, you're not this. And all you got to do is just remind the devil who gets the final move. That's what you got to do. I love that chess champion who hoops and hollers and says, yes, figured it out. It's not over. Listen, it's not over for you. It's not over for your heart. It's not over for you. God wants to restore. God wants to heal. I love it that Jesus went to the cross for you. Everybody stand up this morning. I love that part of the song that says, the same power that made Jesus rise from the dead is the same power that lives in you. Same power. I'm telling you, you don't have to live defeated. You don't have to live low. You can live in victory. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes this morning. I believe this is in a morning to remember to remember what the Lord has not just done but continues to do in your life. I believe that God is speaking to some of you upon your heart, making a way, coming back home. It's a great picture of him knocking on the door, that the door doesn't have a knob on the outside. He just knocks. He never pushes himself in. He just knocks and needs anybody invited in. We believe that we invite the Lord into our life. That he's knocking, but we invite. If you're here this morning and you want to make that decision, if you want to make him the Lord of your life and accept him into your heart on this amazing Easter morning, that's you. I just want you to raise your hand. No one's looking around besides me. And I just, just want to pray with you this morning. It's awesome. It's awesome. Love that. Just looking around the room. repeat after me, dear Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins. Be the Lord of my life. Lord, help me to follow you. Thank you for loving me. Holy Spirit, fill me up today. In Jesus' name. Amen.
telling you, I believe when you raise your hand, you made that first decision. It's like that guy just saying, yes. The devil doesn't have the last move. Listen, that's a starting point, not a finishing to walk with the Lord. If you raise your hand, I want to pray with you after service. Our staff wants to meet with you. But let's pray right now. We're going to go into a time of worship. And uh, let's, uh, let's pray this morning. I just, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that the same power is alive and at work in us. Lord, help us to live, Lord, not just for victory, but in victory because of what you've done. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you continue to heal and to save us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's worship this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today here at Watermark Church. If you have any questions or want to learn more, you can visit us at www.stillwatermark.com. Thank you.